Welcome to the Just Be Real Sis podcast. I'm Dr. Angela. And I'm Candace. We believe that women can win together. We live boldly. We live authentically. We live unapologetically. And we encourage you to do the same. We understand the need for real conversations with diverse perspectives because we are more alike than we are different. We know that inclusion and honesty are our superpowers. The only requirement to join us. Just, just be, be real, sis. Welcome back to Just Be Real, Sis. Hey, Sis. Hey, Sis. How are you? I'm making it. How are you? Um, same. Like, we're, we're getting through this pandemic. How has your day been? It's been phenomenal. What about yours? Well, it's, it's about to get better because I'm ready to have this conversation. What about you? I'm excited. I'm, I've been looking forward to it. So with every episode, we try to make sure that we really our goal is to get better every single time. And today is no different. The guest that we have for you all today, um, I can probably guarantee you one of a few things is going to be interesting and it's going to be entertaining and fun. (laughs) Our guest today um, is none other than Gina Neely. Gina Neely is an American celebrity chef. She's a show host. She's a best-selling author, multiple times, actually. Uh, A reality television star, a brand ambassador, and a restaurateur. So Gina's breakout moment, of course, she's a household name. Everybody knows her. You probably remember her from her 2008 cooking show, Down Home with the Neelys. It was actually the Food Network's highest-rated series debut. Um, She's appeared as the primetime host of the Food Network's Road Tasting, Um, And it's currently producing her own show, uh, which is called Chopped with Gina Neely on Magic Johnson's Aspire TV. So Gina has been everywhere. She's been in print. She's been all over television. Here's just just a few of the places you may have seen her on the Steve Harvey show, The Talk, Rachel Ray show, The Wendy Williams show, Good Morning America, The Today Show, The View, The Chew, the list goes on and on. She has put in the work. And she's also been featured in magazines like People, O Magazine, Ebony, Essence, The Wall Street Journal, Black Enterprise, USA Today, and The Food Network Magazine. Uh, Not to be outdone, she is not only a best-selling author, but a New York Times best-selling author, has written several cookbooks, and is currently uh, focused on her new venture, which she likes to call Just Gina. So help us welcome to Just Be Real, Sis, Gina Neely. Gina. Hey, thank you for having me, finally. I know, this is going to be fun. We can all use a little fun right about now, when you say? So, so happy to have you here. Um, Listening to all of those accomplishments and putting in the work, um, you know, that I think the world of you and uh, thank you so much for spending this afternoon with us. And um, and just be real, sis, we keep it real and we like to just get right into things. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You guys know that. So let's just give you all an overview of what we're going to discuss on today's show. We we actually uh, told Gina that we know that she's extremely accomplished, but we really want to get to who she is um, as a person, as a mom, um, as a community activist, just all sides of who uh, she is as a person. So on today's show, hopefully you will learn uh, some great lessons about coming into womanhood um, or really, really owning all parts of your journey. So we can't wait to get started. Me either. Let's go. Get into it. Okay, so Gina, in this new season in your life, tell us and our listeners about the 2020 Gina. 
man, the 2020 gene started up at the beginning of year, like full of hope and was like, woo, this is going to be my year. And um, of course, the pandemic hit. But you know what? I feel like when people took on the pandemic, it was a lot. At first, it was just overwhelming. But ironically, I was really in a good place, which was kind of weird to me. I adjusted to it very well. I only found out that I had issues with the 2020 and knew the latter part, like as we're moving into August, September. It was almost like it just hit me like, it's never going away. This is real. Like, you know what I mean? Because I was right. by myself, which I'm very good at, at sitting alone and in my own skin. And that's one thing that I love that I've grown to appreciate just being still and being in my space. So that was good because I was thinking, what if, you know, if I had a spouse or if I had the girls here or my mom was here having to kind of navigate all of that when basically I just have to just worry about me. Mm-hmm. And that's been less stressful. That's allowed me to have more quiet time, you know, to think. I mean, it gave me an opportunity to pull out some of those old projects that had kind of been procrastinating on because I'm the world's best procrastinator. I'm just going to tell you. Like, yeah. I, that is just one thing if I wish that, I, that I'm really working on because... I'll tell you something, but I totally forget. But I, what I've learned about myself is that because I am such a talker, I'm not an active listener. So mm. that was revealed to me as well. So all of these are things that I'm trying to work on within this quiet moment and sit still and I journal and I write those things down. But um, I have to say 2020, when he gave me the opportunity to kind of think about it, I said, because I was in the midst of working on a show. So then when 2020 hit, all of that just fell off. And then everything was like, no more gathering, no more this. And you guys know that's how I make my living. I have together. I go out and I speak and I talk about, you know, different things that's happening. You're like how to shift and what to do and cooking and engage in what food does for the soul. So that took on a big hit. And I was kind of like, whoa, like, how am I going to remix this? And I did a summer program with the Chevy County Schools on a summer portion of the culinary arts program, but it wasn't able to continue. I put it in four phases, only did phase one, because I wanted to give them time to sort of adjust to their new, you know, with the virtual everything. So I said, let me just step back and then revisit that. But in the midst of that, I formed my own production company, which I've always wanted to do. Um, Then I decided to do a Zoom show. So I did eight episodes within my home where I was cooking in my home, they cooked in their home, but I did it with millennials because I wanted to see how millennials were navigating through this. Um, and it, was, it turned out really great. It's at editing now, I have a couple of meetings to shop it. And it's really good because now not only am I gonna be the host of the show, I'm executive producing it as well. And I partnered with another production company called Shake the Tree Productions and Black Elk because you need a team to do it because oh, we're doing it. hold on right there because I don't wanna just skip over that. So okay. not only are you showing up in front of the camera, but you are now showing up behind the camera too. I don't want to miss that because yeah. that's a shift. That's a shift, but that's, that's great. It's, it is, but it's been a very difficult shift because people feel like my personality is so big. I'm only to be seen in front of the camera. So I've had to fight to try to get behind yeah. it. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go another route. I'm just going to form my production company, and then I'm going to get behind and produce it and then push it out. But you will see my face post as well, so I can get two coins, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. We're always for double coins. Oh. Like, <laughs> we love a double coin. No, it's funny because the next question I was going to ask you, you kind of already alluded to it already, but 
everybody is saying during this pandemic that they've learned things about themselves that they never knew before. And on the other side of it, they're going to be different in ways they never saw before. So talk to us about maybe like one way that you feel like you will be changed forever because of this pandemic. I think I will be changed forever in the sense of maybe creating a little more compassion, a little more patience with people, a little more understanding, not just seeing them one way. You know, oftentimes we meet people before we can even say anything to them, we've already sized them up. And I've learned that you really can't do that because everybody is sort of navigating their own course. And I think um, Chad was like, he was the, uh, a prime example of how not to judge people. Here's this man who is fighting stage four cancer, did all these movies in spite of what everything he was dealing with. So it made me understand two things. A, we never know what a person is going through. So let's, you know, let's extend a little grace with that. Secondly, he had a hell of a tribe to keep that secret. And in my industry, and as you guys know, nothing is secret. Like everybody wants a piece of something to know about you or, you know, to figure it out. And, and Memphis is such a city, I think, that sort of thrives on being in the know. And if they don't know, they will make up. So I try to keep that part, you know, just a little bit cocoon because everything is not for everybody because then you have people in your ear, you know, throwing you off of your own energy. So for me, it's just basically concentrating on hearing my voice, hearing my heart, and what I need to receive from that, and hearing God and listening to God and moving more in that direction as opposed to all the other white noise that exists out there that means absolutely nothing most of the time. That is so good. I hope you guys are uh, taking notes. So extend some grace and really think about, you know, when, when you think of people, and, and Gina mentioned people want to be in the know, I've said before that in the gap of information, people make things up. And then you just said it as well. So that is so true, which takes me to my next question. How have these lessons changed your priorities? They've changed my priorities in the sense of, if I don't feel like doing something today, that's okay. You know, I no longer try to beat myself up into doing something, even if I don't feel like it. You know, oftentimes, you know, as we as women, we just push through, push, 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 push. Now I'm a little more laid back. I don't, I'm not easy to anger. If, if people come at me like in a very aggressive way, I kind of bring it down some like, okay, they may just need a minute. You know, I'm not going to even match that. So when they go up, I come down. So I, I think what it's taught me is patience. It's also taught me that it's okay to be by yourself and it's okay to re, you know, evolve and renew yourself. You know, oftentimes mm -hmm. we just want to stay in one lane or people see us as one way when actually if you have a conversation with someone, you will see that there has been an evolution that's taking place because the conversation isn't even the same, you know? Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, we know about that. <laughs> Evolution of conversations for sure. So it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Chad Bozeman, of course, um, and his circle, right? Because we can imagine that it's pretty hard to align and connect with other people because essentially you're living your life and fast forward all the time. So what do you do to like nurture and preserve your friendships? Um, I would have to say when I meet somebody, first off, I still have a lot of my old friends, friends who knew me prior to the Gina Neely, you know, the friends who knew me as just Gina. 
I'm not really looking, I'm not actually taking any new applications for any new friends. So if you didn't make the cut prior to, you know, there's going to be a renewal. I'm sorry, it's just what it is. Um, because that's enough. You know, sometimes our friends can wear us out. And, and for some reason, people tend to think that I have all the answers for everything that they want to know about. You can't imagine the DMs that I get about, should I leave my husband? Should I, you know, I want to take a shift to my, should I take this job? Honey, I'm not a psychiatrist. I can only give you my life lessons, but that's, that's work you have to do. And I often find that people don't want to do their own work. They just want to tell you, you know, they want you to tell them what to do, what looks good, or maybe skip some steps on how to succeed when you just kind of got to grit and grind it out like everybody else, you know? And everybody's success looks different. Like, I'm not really about being popular or known more so than I just want to have progress and have a good life and a peaceful life more than anything in the world. That has been my desire to have peace. Peace, peace, quiet, loving, embracing, nurturing, you know, um, involving, and just having that cocoon of love around you and not so much discourse all the time. And if we're sitting now in such a space of discourse and this this divisiveness is just like, it's almost too much. It's just too much when it's not that simple, guys. We're all different. We get that. We're not asking you to change who you are. We're just asking everyone to accept our differences, culturally, racially, colorism, sexism, classism. It's okay. We're different, but that doesn't mean we can't still be together and work together. And I always say, collaboration of a competition. That is the one thing I always say. If we could just get that in our minds, if we could just collaborate, collaborate, as we, opposed we, to, com you know, compete, it would just be so much better. We have an episode with that title. So I encourage everyone to go back and listen to it, uh, collaboration over competition. And on there, we talk about um, celebrating our differences because we have more similarities than we do differences. So um, definitely a need for celebration there. Um, so Gina, in your bio, we learned that you have many gifts and talents. So what is your favorite do? What do you do for fun? Oh, interior decorating. I love interior decorating. I would change pillows around. Honey, you may come in one day and be like, girl, where you get that from? I just love like changing the energy and the shift. Like I've, it just dawned on me. I've been in my space for about, I guess, eight years. And I said, and we're in the house more. So I've been changing things around and just a toss of a different pillow, changing your bedding, lighting a candle, changing the lighting. It just kind of, when you come into your space, it feels totally different. So I'm big about making little things like that. The smell of homemade bread, you know, just any little thing that makes me think of something in my past or you know, something that my Nana did that will remind me to make me feel special. You know, I love that. So that's what I've been doing. I've been doing a little, and, and I really didn't know that I had such an eye for it. My girlfriend's been calling me for advice and sending me pictures. How does this look? I said, it's a little bowl. Why don't we back it up a little bit? So, and she just said to me that, she said, Jenny, you really have so many gifts. You, I have no gifts. I said, you do have a gift. You just got to find it. I said, oh, but everybody everyone has a gift. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Out of us finding it. And you may stumble you have, Yeah, you have discovered, yeah, you've discovered yet something else about yourself. That's pretty cool during this time. You might even have another uh, business lurking in that talent somewhere at some point. So that's pretty yeah. cool uh, that you've been able yeah. to do that. So here's a question about, and this may actually be related to what you just said. 
if you could create your dream job or your career, this is with a clean slate, what would you be doing? Oh, man. I don't think I would be on TV. That's, I know that's going to be really weird to say. Um, I would honestly love probably like an after-school program. Because I know what that did for me growing up. Like, that's where I really learned to dance. That's where I got a little theater class in me. And I think that's where I was sort of molded within my village on loving myself and accepting myself and not knowing that I have to know everything and just being able to be with an ensemble and still be okay within that group and not feeling like you have to stand out and be the spotlight and the shine all the time. And people always say like, you know, because growing up, I always had a lot of attention and I'm not trying to be shady or anything, but so to have the attention now, um, I would say it was an adjustment because it was such a vast, like that went from a small town attention to, whoa, that was overwhelming, yes. But I think because I always had a sense of who I was and who I am, I was able to hold on to that and not let that, you know, that storm or that thing just carry me away. I've always tried to remain humble. I, you know, I love being a mother. I love being a cheer mom. My girls were like everything for me. So, you know, I, that was the hardest part for me. And I sat in such a seat of guilt because I wasn't there. I had to have my sister come in. I moved right here from Nashville to take care of the girls. And I wanted to take care of my own girls and they just were not having it. They didn't want any of the TV life. We, we actually paid them to appear when you saw them on TV. That's how they didn't want any of it. They didn't want any of it. As you know, Candace, my daughter doesn't want anybody to know. I do, I do. That brings me really to my next question, Jane. And I love what you said about an after school program. The other night I was uh, watching Monica versus Brandy on Versus and I was yelling and dancing. And my kids said, what is this? I was like, this is our new soul train, right? And so love that. So if you could give your younger self one key message to prepare her for the future, what would you tell her? Be patient with yourself. A no is not always a no. It could mean not yet. It's okay. There'll be some failures. There'll be some successes. But it's really okay because sometimes there's a higher power that's working above that you know nothing about. And I, I, you know, I don't normally share this story and I tell you guys really quick because right before the pandemic, I was auditioning for Dr. Oz with Vanessa Williams and a couple other chefs. And I wanted this job. I mean, I wanted, I think I remember mentioning it to one of you, I wanted this job. And it was such um, a toxic set. You know, it was like, you have three or four African-American women, but everybody in the makeup room and the hair room was white. You know, it's just, it was very cohesive in that sense. Them not really knowing how to talk to us. And um, I remember like Vanessa Williams kind of going off with, and I said, you know, we're hot. And she was like, I don't care. And I was like, not Miss America. No, wait, stop. You know, because, <laughs> well, Miss America is a G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her so much. Like when I met her, I started saying, I let family in and family fuck my husband. And I started singing all her songs and dance with me and, you know, save the best for last. She was like, okay, you crazy. And I was like, I just had to get it out. I'm sorry. I was starstruck. I still get starstruck. So we did the show and stuff together, but I wanted that show. And then I was thinking about it one day in my quiet time during the pandemic. I was like, oh my God, you know what? God just blessed me and I didn't even know it. Because think about it. If I had gotten that show, I would have been stuck in New York by myself with no family, with no support system during this pandemic. So yeah. that note was a blessing. 
So yeah. you see what I'm saying? So sometimes those no's are not just to gut punch you. They, you may not understand it when it happens, and I didn't understand it, but looking back now, 2020, ah, thank you, Lord. I said, thank, I, I immediately just started, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for protecting me from that, because I would have lost it. I would have lost it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a lesson for that a lot of people are learning right now to operate in the nose and accept it as part of the journey. Because I mean, we've had to adjust to a lot of things during this time. So here's one that will make you kind of think a little bit, but it's always a fun question to ask. Like, if you could have dinner with two people, this is in history, okay, who would you choose? And why? Hmm. Dinner with two people. That's a good question, really. And it's a very common question. So I'm wondering why I'm sitting here. Um, so Because it's not what we think about, really. It's not yeah. what we really think about. Um, well, I've, I've kind of had some great dinners with some awesome people already. So let me, you know, um, maybe I would love to, maybe like Maya Angel, Lou. I love, like she wrote me a letter. I, and I never got a chance to really say thank you. So she came into the restaurant and we weren't there and she made this and I have it framed today right in my little cabin and I look at it all the time saying what a beautiful spirit I was and oh my god that just touched my heart so I would have loved to be able to say thank you and hug her and just love on her for that um of course she's gone she's passed on and I guess my second person would be Probably my dad, which is really weird because he's passed on, but I would like to probably ask him why did he want me? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's powerful right there. Yeah, that yeah. Is, I mean, we just need to, I feel like we need to just sit and like sit in that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough one. And I've, I've, I've done some sitting in that. But yeah, I probably want to know why you chose the path that you chose and where that came from. And while we had to suffer because of it, you know, why, you know, I was the baby girl. So he was three, you know, that's my last memory of him. And when he passed away, I went to the funeral only to see what he looked like. Cause I couldn't really recall. Mm -hmm. He called once when I was on TV to talk to my mom and ask, could he talk to me? But at that point I was like, I'm 45. What are we going to really talk about? Yeah. And I didn't have the opportunity to talk about it. Cause I was so busy, had so much going on. I was trying to hold on to so much. I just felt like if you threw me to the side for all this time, then certainly I'm not going to stop what I'm doing to sort of address that. But now looking back, I would, I would like to know how he got, how he was and why didn't he fight for us and why didn't he say to love my mom properly? Yeah. Yeah. But think about the lessons that you learned from that experience. I'm sure, you know, we don't always understand why parents make the choices that they make Sometimes it will stop you, and then sometimes it's fuel. It seems like for you, it's, it's been fuel to your fire. It's really uh, put that spark under your feet to just say, no, like, I have a place in this world, and I'm, I'm going to claim it. So, I, no, I think that's an awesome answer. Thank you. There was this um, article that I read some time ago, and it said um, it was a lady. She was interviewing two people, and... Um, the, one, the article stated that she asked them the same question. One was a multimillionaire who owned several businesses and one was on death row. And she asked them the same question, why are you here? And both of them had the same answer. And it was because my father wasn't in my life. 
So one did, sis, to your point, use it as fuel to become a multimillionaire. And then the other one decided, you know, to have a life this way. Um, so mm-hmm. it is always, but, but that was, I mean, I think I'm going to ask myself that same question, Gina, um, yeah. around people in history, because that was really you know, good. Because I, I find, Candace, oftentimes we have things that happen in our past, and I just sometimes think we don't own our trauma enough. You know, we know we have trauma. We say we have trauma, but we don't really sit in that trauma and try to break it down and deal with it so the trauma can dissipate, A, and so we won't continue it. You that's know what so I mean? Yeah, that, that's so good. I had an experience that happened to me in the third grade, um, and it was an act of violence um, towards someone that I'm really close to, and I never really talked about it, and I was talking to someone about it, and I said, you know, I just don't want to complain because, for one, it didn't happen to me and I don't want to be the victim. You know, I don't ever like to be the victim in any situation. And she said, but you were victimized. Like that was part of your, you know, history that really happened to you. And to just sit in it, to your point, we don't deal with our trauma. We just stuff and we well, just stay. We secretly hold on to it and it secretly molds us if we're not careful. And I've had so much, not just, I've had, people have no idea of the trauma that I've dealt with from being in this industry, from being stalked, the, the terrible things that have happened to me that I've never spoken of, but I've still trans, you know, I just keep going. You know, because when you sometimes when you're in this wheel, it's like a hamster. You just keep going and I can't stop because A, they're contracts, the people expect that everybody's pulling from you. So you don't really have a chance to sit and deal with it. And this is why I always say therapy comes in handy. And luckily for me, I had, a therapy. Therapy. I had a therapist on call that I could just be like, y'all, like, oh my God, you know, something, or you know what I mean? So, or you don't want to rock the boat. You know, there, there are not many doors for us. There are not many opportunities for African-American women. So you don't want to jeopardize rocking the boat or them looking at you funny or them making you feel a certain way. But what you have to realize is it's okay. You, I mean, I don't really care what you feel about me. I need to acknowledge what I feel about me and own Maybe. that. Amen. Uh, one thing I know about you is you're so full of life. I always have a great smile on your face. So this will be um, a, a great question as well. Tell us two words that you want to describe your legacy. That she loved people and she loved helping people. Uh, and that she was an awesome mother. You know, that's just for me. I tell you, I, I tell you all the time, you can, you can rock with a lot of things. You mess with them kids, them girls, it's going down. And y'all know I can't even braid hair. So somebody come get me. Because <laughs> you know, Queen and them going to have a time of their lives. Because I can't even get, I can't braid hair. I just trying to sit up under Lucy. Lucy, get down, because I can't, I can't. Yeah, those two are very, very important to me. But, you know, and I'm still figuring it out. You know, that who's to say what my legacy will continue to be as I evolve? You know, I think we need to stop putting timelines on how things should look or may end because we never really truly know. Yeah. So let's allow ourselves the space to be open, to let that legacy evolve even more to see what else may be out there for us that we've never even thought about. Yeah, that's good. No, that's good. You're like, look, ride it out. Like, don't, don't stop until you have to. I, yeah, that's, that's part of it. It's interesting that you mentioned uh, being a mom because uh, the thing that we all share in common is that we are mothers to two daughters, right? 
So when we first started doing this show, one of the motivations behind this was we wanted to leave messages to our daughters or we wanted to have conversations that we thought would be beneficial and matter to them. So what do you feel is one lesson that would be critical for your daughters to know about womanhood or our daughters or all daughters to know about woman? Um, probably, I think the biggest thing that I've always tried to extend to my girls, because this is, I think, the part, well, one thing I have done in the midst of this pandemic and, and talking with them is I have apologized to both of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, for whatever, if I caused you any pain, if my actions that I did hurt you in any way, I am sorry. And we just really had like a round table. We just, everybody expressed and cried about what they needed and how they felt. And it was interesting to me that, you know, one of them felt like they were always trying to please me when I'm not even like that. So it's so weird how we see ourselves, but it's different how our kids see us. And I really wanted to know um, about that. And I think it's just, you know, not trying to feel like you have to please everybody. You're worthy. You don't owe anybody an explanation. If it's not working for you, it's not working for you. Trust in God, you know, listen to that. Um, if you're not sure what to do, be still and then act. Um, I could go through so many lessons, so many. But those two, I mean, because I, I know it was very critical when I made the choice to change my life. Even just going on TV, you know, I knew they didn't want it. I knew they didn't want it, but I also knew what the opportunity it would afford. Like my daughter, my oldest daughter, she was like, mom, I was at work and one day and these girls were talking about student loans and I really didn't even know what that was. And, and I say, yeah, because even though there's craziness, there's good that comes out of the crazy, right? And she bought her first car at 31. She's like, this is my first time ever having a car note. And she was like, the girl was like, what? She was like, yeah, like, this is my first time ever. She was like, uh, you, you 31 years old and this is your first car? She was like, yeah. Like, so they got an opportunity to travel and live life, but everybody doesn't have that. But I love the fact, what I love most about them is that they don't breathe that. They're very, very down to earth. They just know that they've had great experiences, but they certainly don't take them for granted. But I love the fact that they still don't want to stand on that. They want to create their own, their own worth. And I love that. And I think that's a really good lesson that got transferred in there somehow. I guess I did something right or we did. I don't know. But that just kind of threw me off when one of them told me that. That is so good, Gina. You know, just to sit here and think about so many of us as adults, we're waiting on apologies for, um, you know, for people to acknowledge any of our hurt and pains that we've experienced over the years and we, we probably will never get them. So for you to just take that and acknowledge how they feel and how they experienced it. Um, I know also many of our listeners, um, we, we suffer from uh, mommy guilt, a lot of us, right? Are we making the right decisions? I'm trying to be the strong woman, but even sometimes, especially when you have daughters, they're watching us and that can be a good thing, but it also can be a lot of pressure, you know, that, yeah. that can be under pressure so really good stuff for sure and I, and I think I did a disservice to a, a, a part of mine in the sense that they never really saw me break you know they didn't see me cry till I was 50. oh wow so we just had this conversation you know I mean I mean it's so I mean when she said it to me I was like Listen. because I think you know what I don't recall really seeing my mom cry so now I realize mm -hmm. it's generational so I'd have to say man, Gina 
I was so big on breaking curses in my mind, but then they were like, we had no idea what you were dealing with. They're just now at 31 and 25 able to express like, whoa, like sis, you was going through, but we had no idea yeah. because I was always like, so today and yeah, you know, we're, you know, just that girl. There's so much hurt in that. And I'm not going to get emotional, but we just had this conversation. And I know our listeners, we say this all the time. It's like, well, we just had this conversation because we really did. And sisters gave that advice to me. When was that? Like, we were just talking about how we just go and go and go. And yeah. we're really setting our kids up because they don't see this side. Tell our listeners what you said so, to me. Like, this, is what I, this is what I told her. I said, you know, we, we don't get it right. We think that the ultimate example is showing our kids that we can persevere, that we can push through, that we can handle anything. And, and some of that is okay. I said, but think about this. If they never see a struggle, if they never see us cry, and that's something that's going to happen to them in their lives, when they can't do the same thing, they're going to think something's wrong with them because they never saw us do it. I'm like, we have to give our kids a more holistic view of who we are as people and not just shield them from what life looks like. And so that's exactly, that's exactly the point, Gina. Like, yeah, yeah. You, have to, you, have you know to. how to say, um, they're not a real woman. He's not a real man because he didn't this. It's not even real. How about, can he just be healthy? Real is not the way we want. We want healthy in place of real. Yes. Healthy. So I really try to make an effort when I just say, where I explain something about something about someone, he's just not in a healthy place. She's just not in a healthy place. She's maybe, you know, she's going through it. And just speak, you know, give her a little minute. But um, it's, it is essentially important because they will think that they have to go around like this. When it's sad, when it's sad, they're dying. Right. And if you don't, listen, you're going to, if you don't release and surrender, it's at some point, you'll just be crying about everything, standing in the grocery store crying, like, what is wrong with you? Because you've just been built up. So that is so good. I add hormones on top of, you know, hormonal issues, you know what I'm saying? So now there's all kinds of layers. You know, that's how depression and, and stuff like that gets in your body. And depression will creep in so quietly and easily that you'll think you're just having one bad day. And then before you know it, you've had... 10 or 12. So what I allow myself to do, and I call it, I'm having an eighth day today. When I say I'm having an eighth day, that means nothing is going right. My day is just off. Just give me a minute. But I'm having an eighth day. So that's our little word. Like I thought, uh, I'm just having an eighth day today, mom. I can't. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, well, holler me tomorrow. Feel bad. I love you. And we get out. But that's our little code. I'm having an eighth day. This, this pandemic has, I think, touched so many of us and really, like you said at the beginning of the show, just made us sit in our stuff, right, and figure it out. Um, I, I think it's just going to be so many good things that will come from it, like conversations like this and really self-awareness, evolution of self, as you mentioned. And, um, you know, right now you're working on so many different things. Um, again, always so full of life. Please tell our listeners how we can support any current projects that you're working on, uh, anything that you have coming up. Well, I'll be doing, if you can look at the summit, I'm going to be doing Preacher Girl. I did um, a, a virtual summit with them that's going to be September the 10th through the 12th, I believe it's on my face on my Instagram page. I do not have a Facebook page that says Gina Neely because my page was hacked at the top of the pandemic. 
I had 500,000 followers. Somebody hacked it and formed off my followers to hate groups. So I felt victimized. I felt, and I just, right now, I cannot muster it up to create another Facebook page. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to just stay on Instagram and just do Twitter. But that whole Facebook thing to build up that kind of audience and just to have someone, it just, it's a whole, and Facebook investigated it and it ended up being a hate group and just being a part of that and seeing some of the stuff. I was just like, I don't even know. Like, I'm really getting weird. And I know social media is everything and it's so big, but I've always managed my social media. And lately, I'm just really struggling in my social media spirit. I just don't, I'm not finding the energy to kind of keep it alive on that perspective from Facebook and recreating that. But um, with the show, I did create a page for just until we eat again with just Gina. You can go on like that page because hopefully I have a couple of meetings with Netflix and Hulu. So hopefully it'll get picked up. Um, and I also have this opportunity with HBO Max. I mean, it's just been crazy how things have just been kind of popping off for me. And you know, at the top of the pandemic, I did some stuff with ABC. So, you know, everybody's looking for new content. And that's why I tried to get that show out on Zoom in a Zoom format because it's so expensive. It's going to be so expensive to get TV. So I tried to figure out how can I get in front of this and have content ready to go when it's needed. So hopefully that'll pan out. And um, I just, I've been trying to get Shelby. I'm telling you, Shelby is so incredible with autistic children. I've been trying to get her to do a pamphlet about it. Like, because she has such great ideas and, and you know, as African-American people, we just don't do well at hearing bad news about our children and how we can open our mother's ears to hearing this and how we can navigate through it. And it's just really about structure. That's all they really want is structure and love, as most of us do. Um, so, and Spencer has, you know, she's doing amazing. Um, you know, I, I just, you know what? Some days I'm like at it, like, like running like crazy. And then some days I'm getting a massage. I got my first massage. Let me tell y'all. And I must have been so, so tight because she was like, just lay back in my hands like God is holding your hand in his hands. That was all she had to say. I said, Lord, take the wheel. I released my foot off the gas. I'm not touching the steering wheel. I'm just going to surrender. Girl, I was snoring, so I woke myself up. I was so embarrassed. But I mean, she massaged my head and my feet, and it just felt like my body awakened. And I came home, and I got the best sleep because I really struggled sleeping through the pandemic. My mind won't cut off. So I've been doing like just CBD products or anything that's kind of holistic, not trying to drink so much. I think at the top of it, I think the liquor stores were very essential, as we all know. Um, but I don't want to fall into, because my, my father was an alcoholic, so I don't want to fall into old strands of things that may not be good for me. So um, I've kind of pulled back on that and I've been kind of doing yoga, stretching, just meditating, doing things that are a little more, and I have a new word that I self-soothing self-soothing soothe yourself whatever that looks like for you it could be some people are very energetic they want to walk they want to ride a bike they want to do all that that could just be sitting still and just observing lighting a candle and just really smelling the sense of the candle that's why i created a candle line because i love to smell candles and i you know i just wanted a specific scent that sort of spoke to me so i created my own scent for that so tell the listeners how they can find your candles since you mentioned you your candles. Yeah, at Gina, will always stay up. So everything is on there. At oh. I am sort of rebuilding that because I felt I feel like now we want simplicity. I want you to be able to get to what you want to. 
because in this virtual world, these all these buttons and clicks and drop downs. Oh, I, I, that ministry right there is not serving me well at all. So I'm gonna try to change that out so y'all can just click, click, boom, I'm right there. <laughs> That's what I have learned through this pandemic. Too much of that, less. We do something here called the lightning round, okay? Where we lightning just, round? Yes, it's where we just tell us the first thing that comes to your mind. We'll give you a couple options. I the space for that, but let's go. <laughs> It'll be fun. You'll be fine. Um, so, sis, why don't you go ahead and start the lightning round? And just go with the first thing that comes to your mind, Gina. So, um, first question beach versus mountains? Beach, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the I, I would lose my mind outside. I think the grizzly bear is really coming to get me. <laughs> okay, so Beach, here's the next one. Crowds versus solitude. Solitude. Mm. Okay. Soul food versus Italian. Soul food. Soul really? food. Uh, you know, soul food just feeds that soul. Make you, soul food is like a hug. This, you just can't replace it. You can dress it up. You can make it healthier. But soul food is, that's why it's called soul food, food yeah. for the soul, to feed us, to enlighten us, to hug us. We eat through everything. But it's something about eating your favorite dish or a great dish that's warm and soothing. Even if you don't feel good, it's like... Everything is saying, I'm going to be okay if I can just get this in my system. And food has a way of just doing all of that. That is yeah. one thing that has a way of just surpassing everything else. Yeah, it makes it all uh, feel better, doesn't it? Man, amen. Here's a little extra bonus question. Like, what is your favorite food? You cook everything. Like, what's your favorite? My favorite? I don't, you know, I can eat a lot of stuff. You know, I only eat fish, chicken, and turkey. That's first. I don't eat any pork. I don't do any red meat at all. Um, mm -hmm. I take a potato for that. Um, let me see. Probably anything with seafood is my. Is, yeah. I love seafood. I make a lot of dishes with shrimp. Um, but my favorite, my all-time favorite, when I need to be hugged and feel like everything is okay, of course, is chicken and dressing, collard greens, candied yams, macaroni and cheese, and no cornbread. Because I, I already feel like I'm already eating the double of everything else, so I put the bread back. Listen, so now you've made us all hungry, and you've made us want to get to Thanksgiving. <laughs> so look, look at Thanksgiving, we did barbecue last year. How, I mean, we're just all of, it's kind of like whatever we feel, and this is what I'm saying about getting caught up in traditions and the way things are supposed to be. Then yeah. you can create your own. Like, yeah. you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. If you don't want turkey and dress, have a seafood ball. You know, yeah. what do you want to do? Make sandwiches, whatever. Just be together and just fellowship. Yeah. Just live. So here's the last question. Tell us one product that you can't live without, something you use every single day? Oh, something I use, something I use every single day. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll have to say probably now that I'm 55, because 55 was a tough one for me. It really was. 50, I skated right on through. I, I didn't even didn't even feel 50, then 51, 52, 53, but that 55 was like, yo, I was like, okay, yeah, this thing definitely. So probably um I, I know people will say my lashes because I put them on myself and I don't go in it. I put my lashes on in the car. Like I, I have like I can just sit there and go, bah, bah. 
because I can't do those extensions. But probably my lashes I have to have, um, moisturizer, my cocktail shaker, and it better have some liquor in it. Um, <laughs> no, I just don't want the shaker. I want the whole thing. And all my CBD stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for the CBD. I am. I don't care what nobody said. I'm loving that. Listen, that's a party you just described. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but that's because I think for me, when I'm quiet, people always assume there's something wrong with me. But it's sometimes I'm just taking it in because you're always expecting me to talk. And that's why I said what I've learned about myself through this. I need to be more of an active listener because we're talkers. When you're a talker, we just talk, 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 talk. And we're not listening so much. So I'm trying to be an active listener. But you know, I, I just love to bring the party. I don't know where that comes from. I just, you know, I remember my Nana always saying, you just have it. You just have that it factor and you have a way of making people happy and touching their lives when they may be going through. You don't even know how you impact someone. So honestly, I think that's my gift. And I also think that's what I'm here for. You know, that that's just one of my roles to play. Well, this has been amazing as it would be. So much fun, um, so much joy. Um, so full of life. And I agree, you know, laughter is food for the soul. It really is. Um, I do not go a day without making fun of myself, letting my kids make fun of me. You know, they tell yeah. me all the time, oh, it's so corny. And I'm like, I know. One of those little TikTok days, I can't think none of that stuff. But they like, mama, no, uh-uh, girl. Don't, no. What we're not going to do is TikTok. I did one earlier today. Like we did a screen break because I'm like, I keep asking them, be quiet five minutes. And like, this is becoming unrealistic now, mom, but just not taking myself too serious. Gina, like you said, and laughing, uh, failing fast, making mistakes and being okay with it. So just absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for this time today. Um, thank you for um, spending this afternoon with us and our listeners. Um, I want you guys to, again, go back, listen. I know that I will, sis, um, really drop some really good gems. Um, we still have work to do, but we've come so far. This has been so amazing um, through this pandemic. We're still weathering the storm, um, and I think we're all going to be better um, for it. Yeah, and I just want to say, too, let's not look at the pandemic as so horrible because I think the pandemic, I think God has us in this huge reset. I told my friends, I said, we've been at the altar call. We've been at the altar call so long. My knees are hurting. Like I got to get about my knees from this altar call. But I still think there's more work to be done. I think there's still more revelation, more like the cover needs to come off even more. So I think we're going to sit a little more until we get his full attention. I really do. Amen. No, that's that's so good. Look, there's nothing else to say after that. Like, that's how we go out of here with that. Uh, so you're just going to praise him for the divine reset and may this time be a launching pad for all of us. So thank, thank you guys for having me. You guys are doing an awesome job. I love it. Oh, and I'm sorry you. it took me so long to get here. It was always something, but the forces shall prevail. See? Welcome here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. The doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. <laughs> Come on for this love offering. Let's go. <laughs> Get that dollar tag. Gina need the cash app. That is self. I cannot. <laughs> Thank Not you, the Gina, for coming. The cash app. Not the cash app. Right at the end. And the Zelle, because they don't take our fees. Come on now.
No, you guys don't, Craig, but thank you for having me. You guys have done an awesome job. Keep pushing the women empowerment. I mean, and especially in a sense of like really truly grasping what that means and not just using the word empowerment and sisterhood. We take those so lightly. Let's really like dig underneath and get into the gut of what those things really mean to us and how they affect our souls and how we need to just really not be so hard on each other and just kind of embrace each other and through all of our all of our stuff we all got stuff we all got stuff so let's just just move past that and stop thinking one stuff that's less than another greater than we all got it let's just deal with it and that's it there's nothing else to say after that thank you for coming thank you all for listening to an awesome thank you so much thank you bye-bye okay bye Don't forget to subscribe and share so we can grow this movement. If you have show ideas or would like to be considered as a special guest, you can email us at justberealsis at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at justberealsispodcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. As always, remember to serve first, stay encouraged, be kind, and just be real, sis.